Gamar Joba, and welcome to the history of Sacartvelo, Georgia. I am your host, Roberto, and this is episode one, Sacartvelo, Land of the Kartveli. Today, we are going to talk about the geography of Georgia and how it got its name. Before we begin on our journey through history, I wanted to go through the modern-day borders of our Sakartvelo, which is another name for Georgia, if you haven't figured that out. You may be asking, but Roberto, we're starting with ancient Colchis. Shouldn't we be going on ahead of those borders? And yes, you're absolutely right. But I wanted to give those who aren't familiar with Georgia a look at how modern borders are drawn. Georgia has changed hands multiple times throughout its history, and it's just easier to talk about it in terms of its modern geography. Sometimes, I'll clarify when a Georgian territory is in or out of Georgian control for a given point in time. I also want to go along and just give a sort of information dump regarding the region itself, because I want to get the important things out of the way. Geography is important because the things that saved the Georgian people from conquest by bigger and stronger powers the most were the natural resources available and surrounding geography. I'll say it again. The environment was the number one factor in helping them survive and maintain their identity as Georgians. To begin with, a quick geography lesson. Our beloved Georgia rests in the Caucasus Mountains, bordered by the Black Sea to the west, Russia to the north, Azerbaijan from the east to southeast, and by Armenia and Turkey to the south. In terms of internal geography, the Caucasus take up a third of the area in the north, taking Mount Kazbegi at its highest point. Georgia also owns part of Mount Shkara in the south, the rest belonging to Russia. The central and southern areas are dominated by the lesser Caucasus, which holds their capital city of Tbilisi. To the west, we have the Kolkida Lowlands, where Jason and the Argonauts search for the legendary Golden Fleece, which borders the Black Sea. The Black Sea's coast is roughly 310 kilometers, or 192.6 miles, for those Americans who haven't gotten used to the metric system. Come on guys, we can do better. To the east, we have the Mesquite and Leek mountain regions, linking the greater and lesser Caucasus regions together. There are roughly 25,000 rivers in Georgia that drain into the Black Sea or into the Caspian Sea after they cross through Azerbaijan, with the Kura River being the one passing through Gori and Tbilisi. For those of you who don't know why Gori is important to our narrative, a certain comrade with a big mustache from the 20th century was born there. Hint, it's Joseph Stalin. Climate-wise, the Caucasus protect Georgia against cold air from the north and receive warm air from the Black Sea, giving the west a nice, humid, subtropical climate, while the eastern climate is somewhat humid to dry. This gives the east and west of Georgia very different climates, the west being rainier and enjoying warm, sunny winter weather along the coastal regions, while the east gets drier and drier the further east you go, and is much colder in the winter, dipping down to freezing temperatures. Let's move on to the political borders of Georgia. Warning, Georgian is about to be used, 
so please pardon my pronunciation. We have nine different Mikhariebi, or regions, singular form, Mikhare, and one Kalaki, which means city. We also have two Aftomnoi Respubliki, singular form, Aftom Respublica, which, surprise, surprise, means autonomous republic. I will start with Abkhazia in the west and move eastward. Pictures will be posted on the website and social media. On the northern edge of the Black Sea's coast, we have the Abkhazetis Autonomiuri Respublica. Also on the Black Sea is the adjacent Samegrelo Zetmos Vaneti Mihare. South of that is Guria, and right next to the Black Sea and Turkish border is the Acharis Autonomiuri Respublica. Starting north on the Russian border and east of Samegrelo Zemos Vaneti is Hracha Lechkumi and Kvemos Vaneti. South of that is Imerieti, and further still is Samske Javakieti, which borders Turkey and Armenia. East of Imerieti is Shirakartli, and further east is Mitschieta Mitianieti. South of that is Kvemokartli, and east is Kakieti. In between Mitschieta Mitianieti and Kvemokartli is our capital city of Tbilisi, which is its own personal Kalaki. There are two regions currently out of Georgia's control and occupied by the Russians, Abkhazia and South Ossetia. We know where Abkhazia is, but South Ossetia is currently considered to be in the northern part of Shirakartli, eastern slices of the Imerieti, parts of the Rachelechkumi and Kvemosvaneti regions, and parts of western Mitscheta Mitaneti. Feelings run hot about this area, with Georgia and Russia at a standstill about the Russian occupation of the region. Next up is Georgia's name. This is where things get slightly weird. And some of you may be wondering why I decided to name the podcast The History of Sakartvelo Georgia instead of just The History of Georgia. First, as many people know, especially Georgians, there is a state in the USA called Georgia so, it would be confusing if I was just calling it the History of Georgia. Personally, I prefer the name native Georgians use, Sakartvelo. In the end, however, I got the idea from the history of Aotearoa, New Zealand, of using both the native and English names. Those aren't the only names, though. Georgia is internationally known by a total of three. To us Westerners, we obviously use Georgia. To Russians and a few other countries, they use Gruzia. As we already stated, the Georgians, or as they call themselves, the Kartveli, they are from Sakartvelo. Sakartvelo literally means the land where the Kartveli reside, so it makes sense that that would be the name that they go by because, well, they are the Kartveli. But where do the names Georgia and Gruzia come from? What about names such as Kolkis, Iberia, and Lazika that we will encounter throughout our adventures in history? Well, for this I referred to Professor Elgujas Kintibidze's article, The Designations of the Georgians and Their Etymology. Mind you, I don't really understand etymology, and I'm not at all good at understanding why words form from several other words, but this is what I could get from the information they have provided. As I just stated, 
Georgia and Gruzia are the European names for Georgia. But where do they come from? One theory is that it may have come from the Persian Syriac Arabic words Gurg, Gurs, and Gurg again. Plus, there's a region by the name of Gurgan in the historical geography of the ancient East. So what does Gurgan mean? It translates to Land of the Wolves. Why would it be called Land of the Wolves? Well, apparently, in the ancient religious traditions and mythology of the Georgians, the wolf was used as a totem, a mythical ancestor, and a guardian. There's even a historical tradition in which the helmet of the king of Kartli, Vachtang, from the 5th century, was adorned with the image of the wolf, which caused the Persians to nickname him Vachtang Gorgasal, or Vachtang the wolf-headed, and would shout, SHUN THE HEAD OF THE WOLF! in terror. There is also some evidence that the name of Georgia comes from this totemic name for the wolf. Now, how does Gurgan become Georgia? Well, long story short, it gradually evolved over time, and countries that spoke languages derived from Latin began referring to it as such instead of Iberia around 1320 AD, according to an Italian map. There's even a diary from 15th century Spanish ambassador Rui González de Clavijo in which he refers to Georgia as Gurgania. Later on, we find references to Georgia with names like Georgia, with a J, with various different spellings, all starting to coalesce more and more into Georgia. Now, what about the other names? Well, some of the earliest names we know of for Georgia are Kolkis and Iberia. The name Kolkis comes from Greek sources, which possibly comes from the Assyrian and Urartian names of Kolha, it is rather difficult to place Kolkis in historical and geographical boundaries, but it must have been present in western Georgia, as Kutaisi is named as the capital of Kolkis in Greek sources. Now, western Georgia gets a bit funky with its naming, because after the fall of Kolkis, it broke up into separate Kartvelian tribes. So the region was named by whatever the dominating tribe was. At times, it was ruled by the Kolkians, other times, the Chaneti, other times, the Lazikans. During the 7th and 8th centuries, the Abazgoi tribe slowly took over western Georgia, leading the Greeks to refer to it as Abazgo. But by the 780s, the Lazikan kingdom weakened and decided to join up with the Abazgia to form the kingdom of Abkhazia, which was a subordinate kingdom of the Byzantines. Hey, where have we heard that name before? Oh yes, it's a region of Georgia. See how the regions are being helpful now? By the 11th century, a unified Georgian kingdom was established and the word Abkhaz became a title of Georgian kings, which signified their roles as leaders of the land of, of the Kartvels. Also, following the establishment of Abkhazia as a title of Georgian kings, the name Abkhazia replaced the traditional Gorgistan in Persian sources but the population was still referred to as the Gorgias. Now, about Iberia. Iberia was used mostly to refer to eastern Georgia by mostly Greek and Latin sources, because the word Iber was a name given to the Kartveli people. And what about Gruzia, a Russian word? Well, Gruzia is a modified form of the old Russian word Gurzi, and was used in parallel with the words Kolki, Iber, and Abiez 
for Georgia as far back as the 14th century and Russian chronicles. Of course, Georgia does not really enjoy being called Gruzia, and has asked several times to be referred to as Georgia in the native tongues of countries such as Israel, South Korea, and Japan in an attempt to remove Russian influence. Luckily for the Georgians, Lithuania switched to the name Sakartvelas in 2018, replacing the word Gruzia. In return, the Georgians changed the name of Lithuania from the Russian-derived Litva to the native Leituva. But as of 2019, Gruzia is still more popular than Sakartvelas in the Lithuanian media and on social networks. Now, a famous quote from John Steinbeck's A Russian Journal when he visited Georgia in 1947. Wherever we had been in Russia, in Moscow, in the Ukraine, in Stalingrad, the magical name of Georgia came up constantly. People who had never been there and who possibly never could go there spoke of Georgia with a kind of longing and a great admiration. They spoke of Georgians as supermen, as great drinkers, great dancers, great musicians, great workers and lovers. And they spoke of the country in the Caucasus and around the Black Sea as a kind of second heaven. Indeed, we began to believe that most Russians hope that if they live very good and virtuous lives, they will go not to heaven, but to Georgia when they die. It is a country favored in climate, very rich in soil, and it has its own little ocean. Great service to the state is rewarded by a trip to Georgia. It is a place of recuperation for people who have been long ill. Well, that was our first episode. So let me end with these few words. If you have anything you want to say, feel free to look us up on Facebook and Instagram as The History of Sakartvelo, Georgia, on Twitter at History underscore Georgia, on our website at historyofsakartvelo.com, or on our email at thehistoryofsakartvelogeorgia at gmail.com. Sakartvelo is spelled S-A-Q-A-R-T-V-E-L-O. Madloba Darnachvamdis, and thank you for listening to the History of Sakartvelo, Georgia. See you next time!